Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We got games tonight. We got basketball tonight. Both New York teams involved. Knicks at Atlanta, 7 p.m., a game you can see on ESPN. Then you have the Nets at Boston. That's on ABC. That's 8.30, and you can hear it right here on ESPN Radio. And then the late game, Clippers at Dallas, 9.30, also on ESPN TV. And that, of course, for the Clippers, uh, they've got to now hold off going down 0-3 as they are on the road now after losing the first two games at home. So they couldn't get it done in Staples but Key, the Lakers did. Last night at Staples, Game 3, Lakers 109, Phoenix 95. So after losing Game 1, the Lakers did. You're really? So, yeah, surprising, so aren't you? Annoying. Isn't it wow. surprising? They dropped Game 1. A lot of concern about how soft AD played in that game. Since then, they've changed everything. They win Game 2, now they win Game 3, and they spend a lot of time in the paint. No fadeaways from Anthony Davis. He had another big game. Uh, a, a huge performance for it. 34 points, 11 rebounds, gets the free throw line again like he did in game two. Was game two 21 free throw attempts? Game three was 14. So LeBron not putting up the huge stats, just 21 and nine, uh, <laughs> but he's setting up AD and making sure he's not trying to be a small forward. You're a big, get in the paint, and he's getting it done there. Well, I think uh, you, you, you self-check after game one. Mm-hmm. You put your toe in the water. We allowed you to do that to gauge the temperature. And he came out, obviously, in game two, and he handled business. Early on in game three, there were some questions on whether or not he was going to go back to game one and not game two. But the second half, clearly, Anthony Davis, for whatever reasons it was, whether it was a stare down, whether it was a look, whether what, well, no matter what it was, he decided <laughs> to come to the party and play. And I think the Lakers only are going to go so far as Anthony Davis takes us. And that sounds really weird because this team is about LeBron James. But LeBron James is at a stage in his career where he can't do what he did in Cleveland, put everybody on his back. He needs the help. That's why he went out and recruited firsthand Anthony Davis to join the Lakers because he realized that. And so I'm happy for AD. It quiets, it it, it kind of calms us down in LA off his butt for a little bit. And he could just enjoy the two victories in back to backs against the Suns. Monica, do you think as much as it looks like statistically LeBron taking a back seat, AD getting all the points, you know, putting up the mm-hmm. big numbers. Now mm-hmm. another 30-point game cold. for him. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I would have put like the sweatshirt on, like but I had to do studio, other stuff. I might put it on in the break. I'm listening. Monica has her Georgetown was, hold sweatshirt. Hold on, let me flex one time. Y'all yes. know who I am. Shout out to my squad. Monica, a superstar at Georgetown. In uh, Georgetown basketball history, they have Monica, oh I think it's Patrick Ewing, <laughs> Allen Iverson, uh, Monica McNutt, then Dikembe Mutombo. She over here cold. I, just, I am cold. Y'all got, y'all, y'all got on sweatshirts. I had to go do here. other stuff. I had to put on a collar. Oh, it feels you know? good this way, though. You can operate this way. But, Monica, oh, I'm getting back to this, though. That LeBron not deferring, but instead maybe trying to lift his guy up early in the playoffs, saying, no, I, need you at a, I need you at a high level, so let's get you there so that we can compete once we get past a series like this. I feel like LeBron said this in so many words in the bubble last year after they won when the two sat down with Rachel Nichols, right? Like, there's a reason that Key said it, they recruited one another. And it, it felt like then, maybe he was giving AD the key, sort of, kind of, but in a driver's ed car in which he still <laughs> could press the gas and the break, and the break right? Yeah. right? Um, and so, look, listen, LeBron's sheer presence on the floor, whether he got an ankle injury or not, is enough to change the entire dynamic of a game. What AD seems to have gleaned from him most is this idea of putting your foot on the gas and not allowing another team to dictate 
what you gonna do, right? Like I'm gonna create the action as opposed to responding to whatever it is you did. The te- other team is presenting. Game one, he was responding, and DeAndre Ayton went off. I personally was not in on this idea that Ayton would be swallowed up. I, th- I think he's been solid through the series. AD is better. Um, they but can't guard game- the pick and roll though. Yeah, yeah, they, no. they cannot guard that pick and Mm-mm. roll, and that's Mm-mm. that's where they dominated in that game. Now, can Kawhi Leonard guard Luca in the other game tonight? Now, the other LA game that'll be tonight. As the Mavericks go into L.A. and they take two games on the road, and now the series moves to Dallas, there'll be a big crowd there, and the Clippers are facing a must-win. It's a must-win. We <laughs> know nobody comes back from down 0-3. And now listen to this. We had sure. Derek Harper on yesterday. He does Mavericks TV, former Nick, former Maverick. He talked about the Luka Kawhi matchup, and what he said about Kawhi here, he's basically saying he wants no part of this. I keep hearing people say they need to put Kawhi on Luka. Kawhi doesn't want to see Luka, and I have a lot of respect for Kawhi, but can't stop him. I mean, I've seen Luka have 42-point triple-doubles against Kawhi's defense, and Kawhi is a solid defender, but Luka keeps people off balance so much. He's not the quickest guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy, but he plays at a real unique pace that really gives any kind of defense problems. And then he has so much size and so much strength. When he gets in the lane, he's virtually unstoppable. So are we going to learn something about the Clippers tonight, or do we already know? I think, I think you're going to learn something about the coaching of Ty Lue tonight. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that they're going to win the game or whatever, but this notion that Kawhi wants no part of Luka, I don't buy it. This is when you now have to – if I'm Kawhi, I'm now like, you know what, man? Just, y'all, I got this. I, I got We're this. We're not switching. No, no, I got this. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I got this. We're not – I got this full tilt. I'll go underneath. I'll go around. Whatever it is, I got this. This is where Kawhi now needs to step up and say, I got it, coach. This, you know, I got it. Are you buying what Harper said, that he doesn't want that smoke? No. Mm, uh, He hasn't. So far, right? But is that more is that more Ty so, Lue's this, coaching? So this, yeah. is, this is what I will say. I would buy scheme and coaching if we were talking about an upstart Memphis Grizzlies squad with young talent. I might even buy it if we're talking who else is in the playoffs? That's yeah, the Jazz, right? I might even buy it there, right? But you got a champion, a multiple time champion, mm-hmm. a defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. an MVP of a finals. You mean to tell me that I'm really just about to take this formula you're giving me that's not working and I'm not going to say nothing? But that's who Kawhi Aaron per- Rodgers did. Kawhi listen, but Kawhi listen, personality. But I don't. Right. Key, come on. But you, that's just him, though. A, a beyond back. his personality, y'all. Come on now. Don't you give don't me that. Say beyond his personality, he is an absolute competitor. He is a mercenary for hire. I don't buy. That's why I think he's going to step up. Okay, and I'll give you that. But I don't buy that it's oh, my coach is telling me this, and I'm a guy that doesn't talk. Ha ha, New Balance commercial laugh. Like, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. We talked to Calipari on uh, MSGPM about Derrick Rose. Same kind of personality off the court. But when you step inside that 94-foot rectangle, it's on like popcorn. I don't want to hear nothing about your personality. So if he's going to do it, now it's do or die. But I think that's a little bit disrespectful because if it's been in his ability to do it, should have been done. Look at him setting the table, inviting guests, making dishes, bringing out dessert. Like, that's just letting this man do whatever he wants. Okay have her on the show anymore because I feel like it's my mom checking me <laughs> and my sister checking me like I can't even say that I'm like hey, okay well because I don't want to you know it's just it's like I, this to me is baffling 
And I was in on the Clippers. I picked the Clippers in this series. If they pull off something miraculous, it's very disappointing. And I take nothing away from Luka. I think you, what is unique to Luka, obviously, is his size. And you hear you look. My, I painted my nails last night too, so I'm excited. Um, you hear about Luca's base. Luca got a dunk. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get around him on the screen. He has yeah. great girth, shall we call it? Um, but this how y'all going out, Clippers? Yeah, but I think that's I why think I asked based that question, on, are we gonna learn, are we gonna learn something about him, yeah. or do we already know? But that's I think I based that. on people challenging Kawhi, I think he. It's says, not all Kawhi though to me. Either like PG, we talked about him as a all and he can defend. defender too. Yeah, but work the, it together. But the name, but it's the name, right? It's the name. It's Kawhi. It's the defensive player of the who year. Put it it's the championship. Who, who put who put the band together? So the two of y'all get up there. You guard the pick. You guard the the. Screen, maybe they do the Jordan. Maybe they switch. maybe they do Jordan Pippen on Kukoc. You know, maybe they do that. Take him out. This, you know what? And the other thing, you watch the officiating when that, it comes to that too. Back in Dallas, that's the other thing I'm watching. You know, you always want to watch series, and I, I'm not the conspiracy theorist, but I'll play one on TV. I feel like this is Are a series to watch. Well, just to watch. <laughs> Are the Clippers allowed to play a little more physical in this game against Luca? Because he's too tough to defend just straight up. You've got to play him physical. You've seen Luca get frustrated. Yes, and he'll get texts because he gets frustrated with no calls. Do we have a little difference in the way the game is officiated tonight? where you can get away with some physicality against him that knocks him off his balance, that gets him frustrated, knocks him off his game, and then gets the Clippers back in this series. You, you might. I mean, but it is in Dallas. It's not in L.A. So That's true. That's a big plus. That for, is. That's a big plus for the Mavs because sometimes fans do, um, you know, play a role in, offici- in officiating in terms of influence. So who knows? What's that? Do we know what their arena situation is going? To be? I mean, Texas, yeah, no, they, Texas. It's, it's yeah, Texas. they've been wide what, open. What type, of, never mind. what type of never question mind. is that? It's no Texas. Pandemic. As I mentioned, that no game pandemic. you can watch on ESPN TV. The NBA though is also on ESPN Radio tonight. Celtics host the Nets. Coverage starts at 8 p.m. on most ESPN Radio stations. It's also this weekend. You have MLB on ESPN Radio. Tune into an interleague battle tomorrow as the Astros host the Padres. Coverage begins 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So like we said, we have the games tonight. We had some games last night, a couple of games that were out of control, but one, the late game, Denver-Portland. Uh, that comes down to a 120-115 finish. And, and again, Jokic, fantastic game. Lillard doing all he can, but really much, pretty much by himself. But the playoffs have been fun. There's been a lot of great stories so far about it. The crowd's a big part of it positively and negatively and joining us right now to talk about all of that Mike Breen the voice of the NBA the Hall of Famer who joins us right now on the ESPN hotline Mike good morning uh, I you certainly know what that garden sounded like and you've heard the garden at its loudest throughout your career covering the Knicks and also doing games on for the NBA but the crowd thing has been such a positive just seeing people back in the building celebrating the way they have these stories, though, Philadelphia, Salt Lake, also at the Garden, it's a shame that those are getting the headlines versus the intensity and the passion that's returning with these crowds. No, you're right. Good morning, Alan. Uh, Monica, Keyshawn. Um, I, it, it is a shame because this is the best time of year, as, as you just mentioned. So far, there's been so many great stories, team-wise, fan-wise, uh, and individual performance-wise. It's, uh, it's been a tremendous start. But, it, you know, it goes in cycles like this, and, and now it's time for the teams. And I guess maybe they're out of practice in terms of uh, security, dealing with fans, 
and security and being on top of it. Everybody just seems to be so happy to have him back. But, you know, it's up to the individual teams to make sure um, that their security forces, there's a zero tolerance. And, and not just in, in terms of throwing stuff, because that's, forget that. I mean, I, that's automatic. Uh, ejection, banned from the, if I think you throw something at a player ever, you should never be allowed in that arena again. Um, but, it, you know, some of the stuff that, that is said to, to players is just so over the top. Um, and, and that has to stop too, and it has to be watched closely by by not only the security, but I would like to see the fans around the particular player help, um, you know, help the security and help the buildings point out who these people are, what they're doing, and, and they have no business being in there. Just just treat people with respect. It's it's not that hard to do. Hmm. So well said, Mike. You are obviously one of the most sage and wise voices in the NBA. That means you're old. She's uh, saying you're old, Mike. Mike, don't I, listen I don't, to him. I don't like this. Don't listen to him, Mike. Don't listen to him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're wise. And we we saw where uh, Trey Young's father and and Trey himself, they opted not to press any types of charges. But ultimately, what do you think could remedy this? Does someone need to be made the uh, example, example or the sacrificial lamb so that fans really get this point? You know, I, I don't. I don't know if you need a sacrificial lamb. You just need consistency, Monica. Where that if if somebody throws something, they know they're 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 going to be done. And even quite frankly, with some of the, the the vile stuff that can be said to athletes during the course of a game, um, again, if they know that they do that, they're out. And, and there's zero tolerance. That has to be the consistent theme that it's zero tolerance. And. and you know, security is not around every single fan that's there. It's hard for them sometimes to, to see and hear what some of these fans are doing. That's why I said, you know, the fellow fan has to sometimes get in. And, and I know that's not easy if, you know, if, uh, if you're a, a, a 5, 10, 150-pound fan and some guy who's 6'5", 240 is screaming, you're not going to tell him to sit down and be quiet uh, because you're going to be afraid that the guy's going to go after you. But I think as a fan, as a group, I've seen many times at, at, at games, uh, and this is years ago, where a whole section would turn on a fan because of the offensive language or the vile stuff that they would say to a player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, strength in numbers, something like that. Maybe it's asking too much for fans to, to put themselves in harm's way if somebody is belligerent, maybe drunk. Um, but I think that's part of it. But to answer your question, and I apologize for being long-winded, uh, it has to be consistent zero-tolerance and fans will get the message that if, if they even try it, they're going to be out. Well, we know, Mike, a lot has gone on with the Garden in terms of Trey Young. With that being said, how is it that Trey's able to do what he's been able to do <laughs> the last two games at the Garden in, in these two playoff games? Well, Keyshawn, you know, I mean, it's just some players are just wired differently. Some players just mentally are are, are able to handle whatever's thrown at them. Uh, regardless of the pressure situation. Now, this this young man has been pretty much his entire career, high school, college, because of his his you know slight stature in terms of his size. Um, he's been bullied every single level that he's played on. All right, here's this guy. Oh, he thinks he's so good. Look how small he is. So he's been having teams play physical against him, go after him, um, and try and take him out throughout his career. So he's used to it and he has the mental toughness to deal with it. Um, you know, we, we, we always talk about talent. We always talk about skill, but what's up in between the years is so often uh, the big difference between whether a player reaches their potential and becomes a star 
or just kind of relies on their talent. And once in a while you see that. And, and some guys just have that mental toughness. This young man has that mental toughness in addition to all the wonderful skills that he has. And thriving on a stage like that with that type of uh, fans screaming at him the, the whole game. Mike Breen joining us right now on the on the Goodyear Hotline tonight. Celtics-Nets, that's the 8.30 game on ABC. Of course, he'll be on that call. And, and you know, the Celtics are facing, you know, an 0-3 now against the Nets team that just looks indomitable. And it go the series now moving to Boston, and it's interesting to hear Kyrie Irving sort of. And this is before the fan incidents became headlines. He's suggesting, you know, let's just keep it to basketball. Let's not have any issues there. And uh, but he heads back there. The Nets look like a team that's very tough to beat. And this is an interesting game on many levels because the Celtics just haven't been themselves all year. And there's so many questions now surrounding them, Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a really frustrating year for for the Celtics and the fans. And you said it, Alan. They, they they haven't been right. There's a few teams that just they haven't been right all season long. You'd see a, an occasional spurt of, oh, okay, that's what they're capable, but nothing on a consistent basis. Miami's the same way. Miami's been the same way, and and, and a lot has to do with the the circumstances of the season. Um, you know, the Celtics were really really crushed by COVID. Miami was as well. Uh, but between injuries and the COVID stuff and, and just quite frankly, uh, poor defensive play at time, um, they've not had one stretch where, where, you know, you really start to believe in the team. There's always like, yeah, they played pretty well, but, man, they just don't look right. And now tonight with the game, not sure if Kemba Walker's going to play. He's mm-hmm. questionable coming in. Um, so it's just – it's been one of those years where despite the talent that they have, they just were never able to put it together. And now they're going up against a team that – Every single game, Brooklyn seems to to gain more confidence and, and gain more gain more fuel for each other. Um, they, they can be so unstoppable. It's such a scary team how well they're playing at times, uh, and they're still obviously not at the peak in terms of being comfortable with each other and everybody back together again after all the the games that were missed. All right, Mike. So lots to get into as we continue through the playoffs. But for you in your chair, how? Would you describe being back in arenas with fans? I mean, you've managed to give us tremendous energy even in empty arenas, but I know it's been special for you too, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I said this all season long that, you know, I always appreciated the fans and loved the fans. I had no idea how much uh, that I missed them until they came back. Um, the, the, the quote that I've said over and over again, it's not my quote. It's one that I read, and I can't remember who said it. But the fans are the oxygen of pro sports, mm-hmm. and, and they just breathe that oxygen into every single game. And if you're at the arena, it's just the most wonderful feeling. You get caught up into it. And even if you're at home watching, um, you can feel that crowd coming, pouring through your television, for crying out loud. And for me, calling the game, um, you know, I, I just love watching the players play. But when you have a, a raucous crowd like the Gardeners had the last couple of games, um, you can't help but get caught up into it. It has been so wonderful, and um, I just keep saying uh, I will never underappreciate what the fans bring to every game ever again. Mm-hmm. Mike, you have been in that building for some of the biggest moments, and you've heard the crowd at its apex. I've been told by people that were in the building on Sun- on uh, Wednesday that they've never heard it that loud, and it wasn't, and it wasn't capacity. Now, it might be just we're caught up in the excitement and all that stuff. It <laughs> might be. But I, I got to ask you, like, have you – maybe it's just the atmosphere, whatever it is, but have you 
can you compare it to anything in the past, what you heard Wednesday night, uh, that OB top and dunk? I think the, the roof blew off after that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously hard to say, oh, this was the loudest crowd I ever heard. Or, but those two games, and, and not just the, the victory for the Knicks in, in game two, game one as well, um, those are two of the most memorable nights uh, for me ever at Madison Square Garden. The emotion in that building uh, was like nothing I've ever seen. And it wasn't just because, um, you know, the Knicks had missed the playoffs eight years in a row. And it wasn't because, you know, they had so many rough years and finally that the fans had somebody to cheer about. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic and, and people weren't around each other. You know, it's like I've said this a couple of times, you know, we'll watch those videos of the family reunions of people who haven't seen their mother or father or their, their siblings in over a year because of COVID. And all of a sudden they get together and the emotions come pouring out and they're, they're so touching and wonderful to watch. What it was like, it was the Knicks family reunion. They hadn't seen each other mm-hmm. in over a year. These 15,000 people who have this bond and this incredible love and loyalty for their team. Now they're together of a team that, that, you know, that, that they have fallen in love with because of the way they played so everything together was like the perfect storm. And there, I saw fans crying after the national anthem of game one and when the chance started. And I, I got emotional as somebody who, who's been in that building his whole life uh, to see that kind of atmosphere and that kind of emotion from fans that wasn't just basketball. It was about, okay, we're, we're, we are really getting back to normal. This, this is the life. And, and now all our, our Nick family members are with us again. It was it was a really special night. Yeah, the word is catharsis. That's certainly what it felt like. Mike, great to talk to you. Thanks so much this morning. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Hall of Famer Mike Breen joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up, yes, Key, I'll stop talking Knicks because we can talk some Lakers. <laughs> well, you got to talk about a real basketball team, I understand. And did they unleash so the rude? key to repeating as champions? And we'll discuss that <laughs> after you have this from – Goodyear. Yes, that would be correct. Got it right this time. <laughs> Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. I'm not rude. The Lakers take game three from the Suns and take control of this first-round series in the NBA playoffs. Are they on their way to a gentleman's suite? We'll answer that question with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Baez bounces one to third, picked by Gonzalez. The long toss, it pulls the man off the bag, and Baez trying to stay in a rundown long enough. And now sliding in the plate is safe. I don't believe this. The Cubs just got a run on an amazing play by Javier Baez. Baez is going to go to second base now as the throw gets away. He slides at second. He's safe. The ball bounces away again. The Cubs have scored an unbelievable run on a play by Baez. That was the call on Cubs Radio Network, but you really had to see it to believe it. They were laughing in the Cubs dugout. That made the Cubs, that gave the Cubs a 2-0 lead in what turned into a 5-3 win over the Pirates, but you got to hear this again. So Javier Baez hit a routine grounder, right? It should have been an easy out, but instead the throw pulled the first baseman off the bag. Baez decides instead of going through first, he's going to stop and try to go back home. So what did Will Craig do? The first baseman, he chased him. Why? We don't know. Tim Kirkson called it the stupidest play he's ever seen in 41 years of covering baseball. Pittsburgh Pirates, 2021. The Lakers, they win game three versus the Suns, 109-95. They take a 2-1 lead in their series. That's after dropping the first game of the series. So it's their their first playoff win at Staples Center since Game 3 of the 2012 Western Conference Semis. It's been that long. Why? Well, remember last year they played in the bubble. LeBron AD, they combined to score or assist on 76 of the Lakers, 109 points, 36 of them in the paint. Yes, that's a key stat. Trail of games for you tonight on ESPN and ABC. First, 7 Eastern, the Knicks travel to Atlanta for their Game 3 against the Hawks in a series even at one each. Then 8.30 on ABC, you've got ESPN and also ESPN Radio. You've got the Celtics hosting the Nets with Brooklyn up 2-0 in that series. 9.30 nightcap Eastern on ESPN. Clippers at Mavericks. Dallas holding a commanding 2-0 lead in that series. Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. 
making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Game three, Lakers and Suns. You got to come out from the gate and, and step around next and, and play our style of basketball. And Davis throws it down. No one is matching the aggression of not only LeBron James, but the Lakers. And the Lakers have a 2-1 lead and looking every bit like the world champions. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. LeBron with the point. Yes. Yeah, he was the, pointing at me. Oh, was, was he? Pointing at you. Okay. Wait, when, sure are you, when are you coming back to Staples? That's what he's wondering. No, he know. He know what's up. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt in with Key here today. <laughs> Let's discuss that game and more with Tim Legler, our ESPN NBA analyst who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Legs, good morning. So um, just watching the game last night, it, it really stands out for the Lakers that the object was to get Anthony Davis back in the paint, no longer playing like a small forward, more like a big man. And that pick and roll looked unstoppable. Yeah, it did. And look, give them credit because you, know, you want to see how teams are going to answer the bell when they find themselves backed into a corner. The Lakers understood, you know, they lose game three. You talk about turning up the screws of pressure on your team. They knew that was going to happen, so they came out and they played to their strengths. They, they can physically overwhelm Phoenix with whoever they want to put on LeBron James and Anthony Davis as long as those two guys are committed to getting the shots that are good for them, playing from the mid-range in. That's what LeBron and Anthony Davis did. They know there's no great matchup for them uh, that Phoenix can put up against them to, to slow them down even. And they committed to play that way for 48 minutes. It was a show of force. It was a show of power. It was a show of talent. That's what the Lakers put on. And, and the other problem right now for Phoenix, the Lakers have three guys, if you include Dennis Schroeder with the two stars, that can basically win any matchup. They can create offense at any time. And all three of those guys did that in game three. When you look at Phoenix, you have Devin Booker, and you're counting on Chris Paul to be that guy. Obviously, he's not right. When I take a look at how stark it is, though, guys, you're talking about a guy in Chris Paul who eight times in his career has averaged 20 points a game for an entire playoff run. He has 20 points total through three games. Uh, he normally takes five to six threes a game for his playoff career. He's taken one in this series. He just doesn't have the ability because of that shoulder to be himself as a scorer. Hey, it's great that he can be a floor leader and he's tough and he's smart and all of those things. That's great. But at the end of the day, they're going to need 20 to 25 points out of Chris Paul to go with what Devin Booker brings them to give them a chance against what the Lakers are doing because of that length. They need another guy to go get offense, and there is nobody else on this roster outside of Devin Booker that can give you that besides Chris Paul. So that's that's really what this series comes down to. Unless there's some sort of miraculous turnaround for Chris Paul physically, they're in deep trouble here because they need that offensive production out of him. The Lakers have all three of their best offensive players rolling. Phoenix is really doing it with one guy, and it's just not going to be enough, obviously. And for those that are listening, all legs said basically it's a wrap. Did, that's that's really right, legs. It's a it's a wrap. The Lakers got this one in the bag. You know, that's all he said. It's a wrap. Legs, let me ask you this though. <laughs> did did A D finally figure it out? After game one, has he finally figured it out? Yeah, he looked like it. I mean, look, you know, he he was determined. 
to get what he wanted to get. And sometimes Anthony Davis throughout his career, as talented as he is, because he is such a good perimeter player, you know, at six foot eleven, seven feet, you know, sometimes he will play on the perimeter a little too much, and it plays into the hands of what you want him to do defensively. Um, because he does have that finesse element to his game. He was committed in this one to say, you know what, I'm going to dominate you from the mid-range in, 15 feet and in toward the rim. I'll get what I want. And then, look, if you want to back off of me, I'll take the occasional three-pointer or the occasional 20-foot jump shot. But that's not what his mindset was. And he has to understand, you use the power game, the post-ups, the mid-range isos, the short baseline isos, you use those to set up your perimeter game when you want to take that. That's the right approach. That's what Anthony Davis did. Uh, and when those two guys play you know, with that kind of determination to, to gut you in the paint, there's really not much you're going to be able to do about it because then you've got to commit extra defenders. A team that's a really a mediocre three-point shooting team becomes much more effective because you're committing extra defenders to the lane means that all those perimeter guys that are very streaky, well, when you get a little extra time because there's that much space, now you're going to be a more effective and more efficient three-point shooter as well. But it's all predicated by what LeBron and Anthony Davis do in the paint, and that's where AD played. So, yeah, he certainly figured it out for game three. Let's see if he continues with that same mindset going forward because the Phoenix Suns can still make this incredibly interesting if they can get game four, but I don't see it happening if you don't see something dramatic out of Chris Paul. Legs, it seems to me that the Miami Heat need to kind of wave the white flag against the Milwaukee Bucks right about now. What have you made of Giannis's performance thus far in the playoffs against Miami? Well, here's the thing about Giannis. As great as he is, the one thing that he is susceptible to, guys, is getting him into a close game. If you can force the Bucks into a one-possession game inside of three minutes, which just means keep it close, stay within striking distance, now you start to put the pressure on a guy that has a hard time figuring out how to beat you in those situations because he's going to go to uh, some sort of a dribble iso game. You can back off of him. You can commit extra guys to the paint. He feels the pressure of having to get a bucket in those spots as an MVP, and that's when he's gotten himself in trouble. When you're up 20 points, in the second quarter, and you've got a 30-point game in the third quarter, you have completely eliminated all of the pressure on Giannis Antetokounmpo. So the Heat haven't even been able to stay within striking distance to see what Giannis is going to do. Has he improved in terms of, you know, can he beat you a different way than he has in the past? Or, more importantly to me, can the Bucks figure out that in those situations, if they find themselves there, Chris Middleton's a great option because of his ability to make a mid-range shot. You know, Drew Holiday, you picked him up for a reason. He's a great option in those situations because he can make a perimeter shot if that's what the defense is giving you. That's a struggle for Giannis, but to this point, the Heat haven't put the Bucks in that situation, so we're not going to know that probably until the next round. Um, but look, with Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, all struggle at the same time, you're going to have a problem. And that's what's going on with the Bucks, who are an elite defensive team. And they have absolutely seen chum in the water. And they are trying to get this thing over quickly. Be very surprised if this doesn't end up a sweep. All right, Legs. Chum in the water. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. Uh, the, the Dallas Mavs might be seeing such things in the water in terms of the way they've been able to play the Clippers. Han, I'm stealing your question from earlier. <laughs> Go. Are we going to learn about the Clippers tonight? Or are they who we think they are, Legs, in the negative way, you mind you? Well, look, I, I, I think they are who we think they are. Uh-oh. And there's a big reason, you know, I, I didn't really give them the benefit of the doubt all season. I don't care what 
Paul George had to say, and he talked about how this is going to be different. Last year, you know, in the bubble, I was struggling, um, you know, mentally being into it, and he was talking about some of his struggles he was going through, and it, it, it really played into why he played so poorly, particularly in that closeout game against Denver and how they lost that 3-1 lead. He said it was all going to be different this time around. I'm not blaming him for what happened in game two. He played very well. Kawhi did what he needed to do. Uh, but to me, this is a team that desperately needs vocal, demonstrative leadership. When your best two players are this chill and this laid back and this calm, cool, and collected, I do think it is now something that the Dallas Mavericks are looking at and saying, we've got these guys. They don't fear them. They don't think that they can be taken out of what they want to do offensively. You know, that was the Clippers when they put this thing together originally was, man, when you got Patrick Beverly, Kawhi, Paul George, they're going to just take people out of what they want to run in the half court. Dallas doesn't feel that way. Luka Doncic is doing whatever he wants to do. This team is confident and comfortable because they don't smell a toughness coming from the other side. And I think part of it is the lack of emotion that their best two players play with. And there's something to be said, guys, about leading by example. But sometimes you need more than that. I was hoping Rajon Rondo could add that to this team because certainly he's going to play with a vocal quality to his game. He's going to point things out. He's not afraid to let guys know where they need to be on the court. But I just think it's swallowed up by how cool Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are. And right now, they need more than that. This needs to be an alley fight in game three, and I just don't know if that's the makeup of this team, and if that's the case, give me that the most highly skilled player in this series, and that's Luka Doncic, because he is controlling it, because he's going where he wants to go. He is not afraid of getting hit. Let's see if the Clippers can turn it into an alley fight, because if they can't, this very well could be a sweep. And think about how shocking wow. that is with the kind of talent we're talking about on the Clippers roster. They've got one game to make this a series, and it is tonight. And we'll see if the officiating oh, even allows that to happen as well. As you know, that's a big factor in it, no doubt about it. But Tim Legler going Dennis Green on us. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. <laughs> we shall see. Legs, thanks so much as always. All the best. All right, Legs. Thanks a lot. All right, Tim Legler on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up next, the last time this week, call the roulette, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's after Key has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like a walk-off home run in the ninth inning good? Okay, maybe not that damn good, but pretty darn good with Straight Talk. You can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month up to 50% less than the other guys. Plus, no contract, all on America's best network. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Fuck it's it. time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776-888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are ready to go. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Monica McNutt joining us for the day, and she is as cold. It's cold in here. What's wrong with y'all? Just, well, I think doing? that was just a way Covering for you to show like Georgetown. Listen. You, you can you hear me? No, if, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. It's players. It's players. This, right? Oh, I got my towel better. Yeah. Oh, my so lipstick. Sorry. Too much. But, <laughs> I need a girl in this show in the morning. You just wanted me to talk more about your Georgetown career. For the record, no, uh, not num- really. She's, uh, what, number two uh, all-time in scoring? Uh, yeah, I wish. No, not quite. Leading, she's number one in three-point percentage? Actually, my teammate and recent mastered, mastered from Georgetown, current assistant coach at the Las Vegas Aces, Aces and Georgetown assistant coach, Sugar Rogers, holds that title. Sugar, shout out to you, girl. I love you. And she wrote a book. But in popularity, you told us that you are above Sugar, though, <laughs> in Georgetown history. All right, move I didn't on. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Call the roulette, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's spin the wheel. Line two. Hey, this, this question is particularly for, for Holland and Monica because Kiva's a little biased. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watch the Knicks, they are obviously the least talented offensive team in the entire playoffs, and they win games with grit and effort and good coaching in the garden. But we fall in love with limited players. Todd, Monica, what would you give up for a Devin Booker, a Spider Mitchell, a Bradley Beal, or someone like that? Because I'm not a Knicks fan that falls in love with limited players. Oh, man. what That's quite the group of names. Fix your face. Um, Wow. A haul. I'd give up a lot. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, you're go, you're going, you're going with R.J. Barrett for sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You, go, I mean, if you're the Jazz, it's R.J. Barrett, yeah, 
It's it's got to be one other uh, young player, probably. Quick, I would think quickly. Yeah, and some a bunch of picks. And then you're yeah, you've got a bunch of picks. So it's th- this year, one of this year's first, and got to be a future first. What too. I like about that caller is that you Which mentioned it, all my guys under twenty eight. Yeah, and none of these over thirty guys. So what's, I, what's, yeah, what's wrong with an over thirty? Hey, guy? listen, we build we we're building for multiple years. I ain't got time for two years and an injury, and I'm not what I used to be. Well, you know what? I want everybody to tune into an NL East battle Sunday as the Mets host the Braves, an old school National League battle. Old people like that. Presented by Credit Karma. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app at 7 p.m. on Eastern. Because back in my day, we there loved old school matches. That's not baseball. Old people. Let's spin it. <laughs> Line four. Hey, guys. Uh, this is a question for Key. Just wanted to ask, uh, how real of a chance is it to Devin Booker to the Lakers? Thank you. I think I think there's always a possibility, especially with a guy like Devin Booker, who spends a lot of time in Los Angeles and hangs out around time. that whole. I say, is that good for him? Yeah. No, but 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 guys relish those moments. And Phoenix is close, but big cities yeah. like New York and L.A. When you become a star, you just want to be in that environment. Hey, and he has that personality. The real scale, one to ten. Ten being the realist, one being that's a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. I would think it could possibly be a 10 at some point okay. at right. some point that's yeah. the key at some point spin it take one for some reason well it has to land on one <laughs> luckily it did line one i saw it hey how y'all doing this is uh deandre in uh indianapolis say uh, it's who deandre in indianapolis oh deandre this, you this got that DeAndre I did. Indianapolis. I told you hey man i just i just got a oh, question Lee for uh, y'all man yeah, how how would y'all think the Clippers would be looking right now if they had went on and went out and got Chris Paul or uh, Russell Westbrook? Much better. Yeah, well, I, I think Chris much Paul. better. What's the second Paul. name? Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh, oh, no, wow. much, much better with Chris Easily. Paul because Chris Paul gonna give him that some of that cash that they missing, Westbrook's which is that leadership. That, they need yeah. a lion. Westbrook yelling at everybody, and y'all soft, and I'm not going out like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah Russ go. might cause problems pro- there. Blow it all up. See, but that was CP. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead. Finish. Finish. No, your CP yeah, is that guy, that, that, that leader that they needed to galvanize yes. the team. I don't, that lion, like you said. But Russ doesn't cause problems because the other two are neutral personalities. No, but Russ line. is cool. That's he, what I'm saying. He's just going to give them that room. Yeah, like we agree, but Han says he might cause problems because he's no. too much. Well, he's I would think he'd be right. pretty intense about, like, but they you know, know you're not showing up and let them know. They need that. PG play with. Like they, they, yeah, 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 but that yeah. probably wouldn't work. Leandre was his name? Yeah, Leandre. I thought it was DeAndre. But no, Leandre. Mother wanted to call him Leon and then DeAndre, and then she put it together. <laughs> Leon. <laughs> we do that, man. I keep telling you that. Leon and Andre, but I like it so much. Let's. <laughs> yeah, she put now, it together. Now, would you say it's, is there an apostrophe there? Or is no, it just it's just straight up. It's just, it's just straight D? up. Leandre. L E O N D R E. How do you spell it, Leandre? I think he's gone. L E A N D R E. Lee is it, Andre. Is the A capitalized? Uh, it's a, yes, sir. It's a yeah, see, I like L-E apostrophe capitalized. See, I think that gives you swag. No, but it's oh, cool. He said, a, he said this is an yeah, apostrophe. apostrophe yeah. No, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's not swag. It's just that. Leandre, did your She thought your about name? Leon, and then she said Dre and put together. Is your name an uncle and a cousin your mom's favorite people? How you get your name? No, my my dad name was Leonard, and he didn't like it, so he made Leandre. See, it's, it's always, always something putting it together, though. <laughs> it's always a reason. I, man, I've I, always we, said this: your kids are brand. You give them a brand. Your, their name is a brand. We man, got some names. Works. That's all I can tell you. I got Monica. 
cool though. That's normal. That's... Hey, I got McNutt. More importantly, you know? shout out to my dad and my granddad and my great granddad. Well, thank go. you for filling in for Jay. Yeah, shout out to you, oh, Monica. Thank you. Thank you. We fun. appreciate it. You have fun. He's well rested. I did have fun. He's well rested. Hey, say it with me, Keyshawn. Wellness and balance. Wellness and balance. This weekend, everybody enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Be safe for sure and. Go Knicks! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.